Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey everybody, welcome to a very special What Women Binge. It is Valentine's Day and we have our very own heartthrob here. We have Isaac Hansen here with us to celebrate V-Day. What's up? Yeah, Not much. Not much. Uh, you know, I uh, I probably need to be doing a better job of uh, of celebrating my wife coming up on Valentine's Day. I mean, I, I'm going to have to do a quick panic. Yes. Black flowers. I know. I realized it. And I was like, I got to get some like I still have one kid in elementary school that I still got to do yeah. the Valentine's for. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. Like, got to quick write those out, get a plant for the teacher. You know, the whole thing. I know. Isn't this is, I, I, I don't remember. And maybe this is just because I was homeschooled. <laughs> <laughs> slash road schooled but uh, I, don't, I don't remember my parents doing anything like that for for us so i mean i'm just thinking to myself i'm like man we are working really hard for these kids i well you know i remember doing it like i remember going to the store and picking out my valentines and writing them all down i'm sitting there with my son going come on now you got to spell this name now we got to do i mean he's in fourth grade you should know these <laughs> and i'm like i used to want to do it for myself like every kid because you'd have to put it in the, yeah. in the little mailboxes well, do you, yeah. so you have a fourth grader, so 10 years old? He's actually 11. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he repeated a, second grade, but he's, yeah, he's, uh, that's he's okay. 11. Yeah. That's all right. You know, you my, my daughter is about to be 10 and she's, and she is oh, in fourth grade. grade as well. So, mm -hmm. there you go. Yeah. My Tucker is like the tallest in the grade and, and one oh, of yeah. the tallest even for the fifth grade. So he's, uh, all the girls are sort of like, they all like look way up to him. He's so <laughs> handsome too, which doesn't help anything. I'm is, sure his dad is would be very interesting. Is dad pretty tall? Dad's six two. Yep. And he's and right now my eleven year old is five. He's my my height. He's like five one. But he right. uh he's but he's got a size nine shoe. Mm -hmm. um, but he has yeah. all this hair in his face. <laughs> but during the Super Bowl, he's obsessed with football. All of a sudden, this year he's obsessed. And he mm. had to watch that Super Bowl and he bet me about first first quarter. It was supposed to be that if the if the 49ers won, he was going to get a, a San Francisco jersey. No, a Lamar Jackson jersey he wanted. But then oh. all of a sudden he said, but if they lose, if the Chiefs win, you can shave my head. So we shaved oh. his head that night. And so, so now he's going to yeah. How many parents would actually follow through with that? Well, Mark oh. wasn't going to do it. My husband was like, no, his hair is precious to him. We can't do it. And he was like, nope, I lost a bet. We got to do it. Come on, here we go. Hey, I admire the commitment on his part. That is, that's great. Because that you is know, tiny Melissa, right there. Well, that is like her made over. I made a bet. We're doing it. Well, I, I was so. Did Dad play like sports or anything like that? Does he have aspirations in athletics and things of that yeah. nature? Yeah, Dad Either. was a big football. Um, well, he was a big football high school star. Was supposed to go off and make a big college career for himself, but got very injured twice in a row. And so yeah. it took him out of sports. He picked up a guitar and he became a musician. So, there you, it, know. Kind of a, a, you know, a twice broken leg will lead you to the guitar, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, my father-in-law played, uh, a, he was a lineman for Florida State. Uh, oh, University. that's where my husband was supposed to go. Oh, really? That's oh, wow. where he was supposed to go. He broke his leg. Yeah. Oh, man. My wife, my wife is a Florida State football 
nut. She loves football. Uh, and her dad, unfortunately, injured his kidneys twice. Oh, and so that, uh, that's that, 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 that got him out of football. Yeah. He had yeah. two seasons and, 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 and in the first season and the second season, he injured his kidneys in both those seasons. So it's like, nah, you, you're not going to do that. That's anymore. a tough one. Yeah. That's like, that. that's an organ. That's a little more. Yeah. That's internal. That's yeah. It's not just healing. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yikes. Yeah. And I have uh, I have a son who um, who is a baseball fan and fanatic. He is a he is let's see he's fifteen. He's almost six two, wow. size fourteen shoe, and oh throws God. and throws almost eighty miles an hour, and is just like dreaming of MLB since he was like eight years old. He wants to be a pitcher. He wants to be a pitcher or frankly anything, but he, he, he's, he's kind of a hoss and, and he's got me, he's got me, uh, getting up at five in the morning to go to workouts at six in the morning so that he can get to school, uh, yeah. by, you know, seven 45. That's good. That doesn't uh, work out right there. It's good stuff. So he, he's kicking my tail, which is good. I mean, at 43 years old, it's good for me to be putting in the time. Let's just be yeah. fair. I feel you on that for sure. I know my kids still going to school. I'm like, how much longer do I have to wake up at 6 a.m. to get them to school by 7.30? Cause worse. Right. I know. I'm kind of like, I'm not doing school anymore. I thought at this point in my life I could sleep in like every day. No. When does that start exactly? Because I know that like the older I get, the earlier I wake up in the morning naturally. Like I'm not sleeping until one or two in the afternoon like I used to. So no. now I'm kind of waking oh, up I at heard. eight. And I, I probably could if I, I have to set my alarm. And make See, this, is, this is the musician Hollywood world of like you you have you have really intense schedules. You do, yeah. but they fluctuate all over the place. So one day you're able to sleep in until one in the afternoon, and the next day you're up at five in the morning. And you know all of the like it's like if you're filming or if you're on tour, yeah. you know, or whatever it is, you know, you've got these grueling like twelve, fourteen hour days. And then other days you're like, hey, I got nothing to do. I guess I get to rest now. So on that, on yes. And I mean, that's, I always say, I'm like, I work hard, I play hard and I sleep hard because you, if yep. you don't sleep hard, you can't do the other two. Nope. But I have to tell you, like, it's funny you said that. I want to know about your like going on tour ritual because I am leaving tomorrow to go do a movie and I am in every scene. I haven't done a movie. Like, so I do like one or two a year now. And yeah. when I direct, I need a lot of, but I, but with directing, I have a prep period. So oh, because yeah. it's already built into my schedule to prep, I already am like getting that endurance and that stamina and mm-hmm. that, you know, kind of building back to my long days. And then eventually we get to the shooting and it's just like, boom, you know, it's, it's insane right. and crazy, but I've had two or three weeks to build up to that. I'm going tomorrow and like starting a movie where I think I'm going to be on set like 14 hours a day. And I don't know if I can do it again. You can do it. I don't know. I believe in you. What's your like prep for like going on tour? Like what is, I need some advice. <laughs> I, I wish I had a good answer to that question. Uh, my answer is uh, I'm a crammer. <laughs> so, ah. uh, you know, it, it, you, well, I mean, with, with tour, with touring, we do generally have about a week sometimes two weeks, depending on what we're about to do, uh, where we're, you know, getting these sea legs, you know, ready. Um, and, um, so I would say that's probably part of it is that you're spending probably, you know, 10 hours a day, uh, approximately, maybe sometimes eight, uh, just running through songs. We generally have about, uh, we generally have about 40 songs in rotation that we're kind of running through. 
So do you do the same, like when you go on tour, do you do the same sort of set list or every night's different? No, every night is deliberately different because amongst other things, uh, the scariest thing I think you could ever do is phone it in. Uh, (laughs) And and so, uh, because if you start phoning it in, the audience knows you're phoning it in and you get complacent and you, you know, and so on. And so we, we deliberately, we probably change about 20% of the set list from night to night, there are always songs that are singles and things like that in the consistent rotation, whether it's a bop or where's a love or I'll come to your penny and me or something like that, you know, that are, that are songs that we know are really kind of key songs. There's also songs that are album tracks that are also big fan favorites that you generally keep in the set list rotation. But we specifically, it's, we, our original manager was a grateful dead fanatic. He was a deadhead. And he said to us, you know, the best thing you can do is give people a reason to come back. Yeah. Is give people yeah. a reason to come to really the next point. show. And so that's the that's the kind of that's the fan culture, that's the band culture that we have that we have fueled, that we have created uh deliberately because we feel like it's not just important uh, in the sense of, oh, we want people to come back. It's also important for us to keep, you know, to keep fresh and and to be excited about the next show and yeah. say, Okay, t- tonight I'm going to do, you know, these three songs that we didn't do last night because, you know, after that show, I was like, oh, this sounds really fun, you know, so keep it <laughs> interesting. Okay. How do you remember all that? Because I, like, the idea of remembering 40 songs is, like, <laughs> enough to make me go, I don't know. On the stage, do you like put it on the stage? Like, do you? Yeah. I know that some bands like tape it to the floor and music there. You, you got to remember all the music. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's got it's got the set list generally has things like what key it's in, and uh, and and then the and the so just reminders like you know, hey, it's in E flat or hey, it's in A or whatever, and then, and then, then brain muscle memory kicks in, and, and then the song, you know, and and we do audibles too, where like we'll you know, I'll look over at Taylor and go, hey, no, no, not this one, this one, and he was like, okay, got it, you know, or vice versa, you know, so there's definitely. There's definitely a certain uh, kind of unpredictability about it in a good way, I think, um, because because every night is kind of um, every night is about inspiring people uh, and, and you're hosting a party, for lack of a better way to say it. And so you got to make sure that you got to make sure that you're reading the room. And if the room isn't reacting to something, you got to you got to change it up and go, OK, well, Old Faithful will get everybody, you know up and going. So, so you have, you have things like that that you can always kind of lean into if you need to. And as far as remembering songs, I don't know, like, how do you remember lines in a movie? I mean, one day at a time, just one day at a time. I mean, you really, I mean, look, you were on Sabrina, you, you know how that goes. You had, I, I mean, know. we didn't really have a scene together, sadly, no. but. Uh, well, you were, you were dancing. Directing. You were you directing, were if I remember correctly. Weren't you directing you direct that one? I'm pretty sure you did. You don't remember that memory of things. We always joke around about this that I have no memory of things. What was the name of that episode? I don't recall, but Selene was fly. Selene was your like like childhood friend. Childhood friend, yes, and she is a sweetheart, and I really enjoyed uh, spending that time with her. She was really really fun, and um, and uh, and you guys, I think you guys have maintained to be friends, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I was just texting with her this morning. I think she's going to be on the podcast soon. Finally, we're finally going to have one of my best friends on. (laughs) A birthday witch. A birthday witch. Birthday witch. Yeah. Okay. Yes, because it was a birthday wish. Yes. Okay. So interesting little caveat. First of all, Amanda, did you say it was directed by who? 
Did you? It doesn't. I don't know who directed it yet. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I, I, I don't have the brain here. I could be wrong. I think I thought you directed that again. My memory is bad. I directed I about ten of them, so or maybe like eight, seven, something like that. So yeah, I like it's it's very possible, and that might be why I also have a, a brain fart like about it because I'm thinking about it from the cameras, <laughs> like yeah. because the acting part, I kind of like I, everyone knew what they were doing, right? I didn't really have to focus right. on performances so much. I kind of trusted that, but I was also there firsthand to kind of see performance stuff. But really, I was so concerned about especially in the beginning, this is the beginning of my directing career. So I was yeah. so focused on the cameras and what the camera should be seeing and how we have, we're going to cut it together. So I was very much in my head about camera work and not like, I didn't even remember Isaac. I just recently was told like a few years ago that I tap danced with Dick Van Dyke. No memory of it. Don't, don't worry. I have, I have things like that in my life that I don't remember either. So, you know, it's, it will just go with childhood trauma. Usually you play trauma, not the really great moments, but she has a tendency to, to not remember some of the best ones. I, you know, it depends on where your head's at at the time. Like I have to rationalize, like, where was I? What was I thinking about? Was I really nervous? I was tap dancing with him. So I was probably nervous about the dancing part. And don't remember the interaction with him. Yeah. But it was just one of those things I had to learn and do and hurry. And he came in you and we had to do it. And he had leave, you know, I, I think, okay. it was, yeah, I think it was just okay, like, so just this, this, this gets me going, this gets me going down the psychology world, which I, uh, I'm a, I, I'm an, I'm an amateur psychologist in my own head. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, but what is so interesting about the human psyche is, and I think that this is ultimately a protection mechanism, which is that you do remember the negative and the and the dangerous things, because it's going to keep you safe, yeah, right? It's like, it's like it's a protection mechanism. Like, be careful, don't do that again. That was really dangerous, you know. And and that's good, but you do have to remind yourself and train yourself to think about the 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 positive things as well, uh, because. Because what you do is there's a, there's very little difference psychologically between depression and cell and the circle that goes on in your head, um, mm-hmm. and so you just have to remember that that the, the the positive orientation is something you have to work on and 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 deliberately choose, uh, and so yeah, you, I mean, have you read I, the I'm there. Crisis? I've, I've been talking about this book for months now, but the Comfort Crisis is like my favorite book right now, and it talks about sort of like not really psychology so much as like what the human body is built for and what we don't mm-hmm. do anymore and how we don't take care of ourselves the way we're, the body's meant mm-hmm. to. But also I just read one called that one's by Michael Easter, I think. And then there's a guy named Dr. Amen who wrote, I love him. Yeah. I he saw wrote, him in the airport the other day. You mm. did? Does he live in Nashville? No, he came to Nashville. He spoke at this like mental health what? thing. I, I just read his book, How that. to Take a Brain from Good to Great. And it was like seeing a celebrity in the airport. I was like, I'm sorry. Fantastic. I don't think I would recognize him. Do you follow him on something? 100%. You oh, don't? Okay. Okay. okay I, you're both missing out. Go follow Dr. Amen. Dr. Amen. All right. I think I do. If you're into psychology and psychology. Yeah. Or psych- you yeah. won't let anyone date his kids without for more psychiatry than four months. Psychology. Yes. Psychology. Oh, wow. He won't let anyone date his kids for more than four months unless he can do a brain scan on them. <laughs> he thinks every president should be brain scanned. I kind of agree. I mean, it is a slippery slope. Like, <laughs> it's a whole other thing. It's well, a whole other. That's a slippery slope to other things. But well, yeah. well, I think really I think all artists should be brain scanned too, because we should all be trying to figure out what's wrong with us. Well, I can tell you that I'm looking at 2024. With 2020 20, 20 vision, I can see it ahead of let me. me. Let me guess why. 
Let me guess why you have 2020 One vision. guess. Is it because of pear eyewear? <gasps> You're so Am I right? Smart. You're just so smart. Because look, I'm wearing my pear eyewear right yes, now. Yes, you are. It brings everything into focus, right? And pear eyewear base frames start at just $60, including your prescription. Isn't that so cool? And then $25 and you get these face plates that you just pop right on. You can change get your look. Affordable progressive lenses and you can save by using pre-tax FSA and HSA dollars. It's so cool. They Plus, are so you great. You can get 15% off by using our code BINGE, B-I-N-G-E, at PairEyewear.com. So go get your glasses, your husband's glasses, your kid's glasses, your progressive lenses. And can we talk about how cute they are? Like, you can put on any frame. You can put on holiday frames. You can put on hearts for Valentine's Day coming up, yes. right? New year, new look. So you get the base frame, and then you pop on the top frames. And the top frames just have all different kinds of designs, collections, collabs, anything you might want. And they have free standard shipping and a flexible 30-day return policy. So if you don't like it, which I guarantee you, you're going to like it. But if you don't for some reason, you're going to love it. You can send it back. And it includes wide frames to fit every face and find your fit right from home with a virtual try-on, which you That's can do. That's how I did it. makes it. you look cute. Yeah. Hi, Matron. You find the ones that you like the best. We both dig the cat eye look. Yes, personally. Did. We did. So visualize a fantastic new year with Pear Eyewear. That's right. Go to PearEyewear.com and use the code BINGE, B-I-N-G-E, for 15% off your first pair. And support our show by mentioning what Women Binge sent you in the post-checkout survey. Yes, please mention us. That's Pear, P-A-I-R, Eyewear.com, code Binge. But there is this funny, there is this funny thing, which is like, there's a fine line, like, and I, I tease about that because it's kind of the narcissism thing in a certain sense. Which is that, you know, it's like, it, it, or maybe narcissism is the wrong word, but, uh, but the, um, the, the moment of, uh, sorry, I got distracted because Taylor had to grab a guitar from the other room. <laughs> hi, Taylor. Hi, Taylor. He, he says hi. He's waving from the other side. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, but he's, he's going to do a guitar take. Um, we'll have to get him on the podcast here or, so, or something like yeah. that. But, anyway, uh, but, uh, but um, I digress. Where was I going with that? I lost my train of thought. Brain scans. Oh, no. That's what it was. Narcissism. Narcissism. Right? And, or, and or insecurity. What is the difference? Because to some large degree, I think that what you're kind of kind of doing as, as a performer, as an artist, in some slight way, is you're kind of looking for approval from all these strangers. Mm. And you're asking and then and then you think to yourself, why is it that I need all that approval from all those strangers? <laughs> and then you yourself, what's wrong there's, with me? My mother so loves me. Ways so much. <laughs> I think there's so many different ways to look at it, right? I think some brains like Amanda for sure just work in a creative space. She sure. can't help herself, but like everything she's not working in a normal job. Yeah. You're like a you need uh, color and stimulation, like all mm -hmm. these things. So you create and you create and you create, and that's what makes you happy. And like, for mm -hmm. me, I think I'm a little bit more business minded. Like I've even with directing and, and acting, I've always sort of, I love directing cause I like storytelling, but I yeah. also like the, I like the um, efficiency of being a director of like getting things done mm -hmm. in a certain, like seeing the shot list for the, or the set list, making the shot list and then like going through the day and like ticking things off and getting things done. And, you know, I, 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 I'm able to be creative in there, but I like the structure of directing more than like acting. Like I'm terrified to go do this movie. Cause I'm like, I just got to act like, that's just so, 
Oh, no, I just gotta go be a movie star for a month. Well, I'm gonna do it's. Well, I think Lala Anthony's in the movie too, so like she'll be glamorous and fabulous, and I'll just follow along with her and just be like, I'm gonna be a fabulous movie star and bye. You are glamorous and fabulous. <laughs> well, I think the interesting thing about that, what you're talking about, Melissa, is that is that I think as a director, there's so much responsibility and or so much control in a positive sense as an artist that you have in a different way than as an actor. And I think that that's, I think that's one of the interesting things about being actors probably is it's a little bit more like, um, it's not like, like the music analogy I would give is it's a little bit like going into the studio, playing on potentially someone else's record, although you're playing on it and it is your record, but the director or the writer of the script has a lot of influence on what you do. That's and, it's Sean Astin calls us meat puppets. He's like, actors are just right, meat puppets. Right. <laughs> well, and as you, and as you grow into the influence and the success of your career, you have more influence over it, obviously. Yeah. But, but that is but definitely. Right, directing is where I'm more creatively fulfilled, but it's also right. like where I get more respect. Sure. Right. Like I oh, people sure. take me seriously as a producer or director. If mm-hmm. I walked on as an actor for hire, nobody really wardrobe might listen mm-hmm. to what I think the character would wear, hair might listen mm-hmm. to what I would wear. But other than my look, nobody really gives a crap what I think of the character. You know, like right. the writer has already written it, the director is going to mm-hmm. mold it, and then you're just off and running. And so yeah, I do I do think actors get a little too much uh um of the sort of glory of a of a project that goes well. But um, but then again, your face is out there, and if it tanks, they're going to blame you. (laughs) No, it's this weird. It's a weird situation. I do not envy that at all. Because it's a it's a a fine line. It's like well, someone said like directing on someone else's TV show. I once heard a director recently say it's like throwing a party at someone else's house. So when I direct like Goldberg's or Young Sheldon or or iCarly, and I I go and do these directing gigs, but I'm on someone else's show. It's like you're throwing a party at someone's someone else's house. You'd be like. Where's the bathroom? Oh, it's over there. Okay. And right. how are we going to do the, okay, where are we going to put the hors d'oeuvre? Okay. We're going to, we can put them over here. Okay. And how are we going to, can the balloons go off at the, you know, where's the confetti, you know? Yeah. So it's that kind of thing, like walking that fine line. And I feel like with acting, it's always like that, you know, just kind of walking that fine line of like, someone tell me what to do, but not too much, but a little bit, but I'll right. influence some. And then you influence some and the other actors are, and the wardrobe and the set will all influence some, but. Well, I will say too. I mean, the fun thing about being on Sabrina was, I'm not going to lie, there is a huge part of me that I think if I would have gone to traditional high school, I would have really liked doing the the school plays and all that stuff. Yeah. And so getting the chance to act a little bit, even though I didn't do it very well. You uh, did, actually. actually. I just watched you it again. You were good. Yeah. Oh, well, well uh, I'm, I'm glad I did okay. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed it. Immensely, and Maybe I because Elisa Donovan's jumping up and down, going, "Oh my god, I just love you so much!" <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> um, well, I had a hard time. I had a hard time not losing losing it when she did that. <laughs> she That's got very example. excited, right? You know, so like there was there was a variety of things like that where I was like, "Okay, sorry, got to do a new take," because I like totally like lost composure completely. Um, but I, I definitely, that's a little bit of the, of the bucket list thing that I kind of wish I would have found a way to do a little bit more of that in my oh, life. Hello. It's not really to play for a good Christmas movie no. romance. Oh. Hey, um, well, there you go. Well, you know, you're a director, you, you know, people. We're going to find somewhere to put you up. Yep. We're going to, I'd love to hire my friends. Never too and people I think are talented and fabulous and sweet. 
I would be up so, for the challenge. I'm not I mean, sure. I'm doing the job. You're our Valentine today, so you know I got now. I got to put you in one of our movies. So can we make a Valentine movie? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, I know. I want to do that. Lifetime doesn't do that as much as like Hallmark does all the all the Valentine yeah. movies. We but should 100 percent do it. Oh, I, could, I I know some people. We could write a song for it too. Just for Speaking the of write a yeah. song, you wrote a song, and the yeah. video with your daughter, I literally wept. Oh, you wrote a song called sweet. "I'm Gonna Write You a Song," right? Yes. Yeah, "Write You a Song" is the song uh, is is with the was one of the singles off our last record, um, and I wrote that song for my daughter, who is now almost ten, but she was eight when we when we first did it, and um, that was the last record that we put out. I guess it was, uh, well, I guess end end of 2022, and. Um, yeah, that was really fun. That, that was, was really fun. I have I have two eight year old daughters right now. Yes. They're twins, and oh my gosh, watching that video, I was like, the kids all together, so excited because my husband's obviously an awesome dad too, and they yeah. have like father daughter dance coming up soon, and all yep. the sweet memories. I was like, oh gosh. So does so 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 does dad take the girls on dates? Does he take do anything like that? Oh yes, he has certain things that he specifically does with each of the yeah. girls. So it's I like highly, I highly recommend it because, um, for one, my daughter absolutely loves it, and we haven't actually done this in a little while because I was I was really busy in the last six months. But um, but but doing the daddy daughter date thing, I think, is a really great way to <laughs> to give them high expectations. Because that's my goal is I just want her to think to herself, well, this is how my dad treated me. And this is what my dad and I did. And just to make sure that she, you know, doesn't fall for a schmuck, you know, or something <laughs> like that. You know, some guy who just doesn't, who's just a jerk and is just not going to. There's all those memes up. going around that are like uh, taking my daughter on this fabulous vacation so she doesn't fall for your dusty son. <laughs> 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 no, I know. I know. Well, and that's, yeah. So that's my dad insurance policy, I guess, is I'm trying that's to kind of. I like, how do I do that? I only have boys. So I have three boys. Wait, Isaac. So you have the two, you have a 15 year old. and So I have three kids. I have two okay, boys, sorry. 16 and 15, and then a oh. daughter who is almost 10. And all uh, the same ages. I'm sorry. Y'all have the same ages. Mine are 11, six, almost 16 and 18. Yeah, there you go. I mean, but well, boys, I, was, I, like, I don't know how to like the thing, the closest thing I can say to that is like a structured thing, like a school dance is that the football mm -hmm. team does this helmets and heels thing for their moms. Although last uh -huh. year, the, the new coach didn't do it. So hopefully this year we'll bring it back. But like <laughs> it's take your mom to dinner. So they set up a beautiful dinner Great. and you go and you sit with your son and they're supposed to go and get you your drink. And then every and then the moms go up first and get their food. And then the boys go up and get their food. And then the mom, the boys have to clean up the plate for their mom mm -hmm. and then bring them a piece of pie. And then they, you each write each other a note and you go outside and you sit and you read each other's notes and you get oh. to take photos together. And oh, yeah, you get 20 minutes of loan time to just talk about that. what's in your letter. So that's the closest thing that the structured thing that's, you know, outside of what I do that yeah. I can think of, but. Well, no, and I actually think, I think, I think, you know, mom, son dates is a great idea too. Cause those boys need training. That's for sure. Well, my Valentine's tonight is not because I'm leaving town tomorrow for three weeks. I'm taking my oldest one has a girlfriend, so he is going out with her. Can but, we say what her name is? No, <laughs> please. Can we say it? You can say, let's see, Isaac. So what would be the most awkward name for a girlfriend of my son? Do you think? 
Melissa? That's close, but secondary. It's worse. Joan? Sabrina. Oh, Sabrina. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. No, there you go. I get it. it. She's in the house and, like, my husband's, like, ordering DoorDash and he's like, Sabrina, what do you want to eat? And I turn to him and I go, don't call me that. Like, 20 years (laughs) I've been married and you call me that? Like, I I threw water in Oscar de La Hoya's face for calling me that. Why are you calling me that? And he's like, not you, Sabrina. Right. You know, real I was like, oh, gosh, it brings me so much joy. You're like my life alter ego has come back. So awkward, but it's funny. It's cute, but um, it's so cute. Oh yes, he's so happy taking his date out on Valentine's Day for the first time. It's the first time he's ever had a Valentine, and then um, yeah. And so I'm going with my 16 year old and 11 year old, and we're just gonna go. I think we're just gonna go to Nashville. Has this Assembly Food Hall? Have you been? I'm sure you spent some time. I haven't been to Assembly Food Hall. No, I have not been. I mean, I've been on the backside of Broadway now. I I don't know how new it is because I only moved here three years ago. Fifth and Broadway. Yeah, at Fifth okay. and Broadway, like right on the strip. And it's um, it's this huge food court. It's like two buildings. It's the second floor of two buildings with a bridge across it. And it's right above Justin Timberlake's Supper Club. And like, oh, wow. it, but it's got Princess Hot Chicken and Velvet Taco and Poke and Pizza and Bao and a lobster. All the thing. like national Everything. hot spots. So Fun. this one, my one son likes to go get sushi and I'm going to go get the poke and my husband will go get a hot chicken and the other one, he likes a burger and then we'll all get like, they have a cookie dough bar and a cotton candy bar. And, you know, so we'll, that, that'll, that'll be my Valentine tonight. That's going to hey, be my Valentine. You, you, you got to do what you got to do. You know, yeah. you got to make the time. Of course, you know, my 16 year old's like, I don't want to go. I don't need to go with you guys on Valentine's. I'm like, no, you do. You do. Yeah. Well, isn't it funny though? I, I, I you know, I think this is actually really a great thing about kind of, I, I want to say getting older, but, but it really, for me, it's sure. about like being together with my wife for as long. I mean, we've been, we've known each other for over 20 years. We've been married for uh, 17 um, and, um, uh, and, or almost 17. And, um, and, and so I'm like, man, this is kind of fun because it's not, it's not that the pressure is, it's not that it's not important to spend important quality time with each other but your quality time is also is also about the family in a really healthy way in a really yeah. good way and so you spending that time with your kids you you know you like hey we're going to do this together we're going to have a, a good a good time of 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 bonding that is not just about you know uh romance because you know the truth is you've seen each other a lot i mean <laughs> It's not that the shine is off, but you know, we, we all know, we all know we've been there. We've been, yeah. we've been married long enough to know, you know. But I think it's great when you get to that point of like, like my husband and I are like for better or worse, like we, we really are in this together because of the things we've, we've gone through, right. Like having children mm-hmm. and all these other things we're like, and just the dating world right now. I'm like, I cannot imagine using an app mm-hmm. to date and like, I really feel for those people that have to, because it's like, wow, that's a, that's a different kind of world than what we grew up. But I'm sure I'd pick it up very quickly, but I don't want to. <laughs> no. no, I don't want to either. No, no, no I'm no. done. I'm done. I, I, no, yeah. The idea of starting over sounds, sounds really painful. Really? Uh, painful. I mean, as much as like that first kiss is fun and exciting, but then what about all the frogs you kiss first before you get to that great, exc- you know, I don't want to go through all that again. Like. But I will say, though, as I, as I said that, I'm going to contradict myself and say the best thing that I ever learned from doing marriage counseling, which I highly recommend, um, is 
remembering that going on dates and having quality time, just the two of you, especially when those kids are young, because mm-hmm. it's harder to find it. So hard to do, right? So Amanda, can I always say that? Yes. No. Like and, you do, it's hard because they're little and you don't want to leave them. But then I just say like, my husband and I just spent, um, we went for the Grammys to LA and then, and then we went to Tahoe and our boys for the first time ever flew by themselves to meet us in Tahoe. But we had like three days in LA where we just went to our favorite restaurant, saw a few friends, sometimes together, sometimes not woke up, had breakfast. You know, it was just like super chill. No one to take care of. No one screaming at us. No fights to break up. Cause we got the three boys. Like you guys. Oh, oh, God. oh yeah. Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> which which order are you in? Oh, and order? there's more than three of you, right? There's what? What, sorry, say again. So it's the three of your boys, but y'all have more siblings than that, right? Oh, yeah. You know, I'm the oldest of seven kids. Yeah. So. Oh, I'm the oldest of eight. Yeah. 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 So. Oldest in the house. And yes. then, so you, but the, uh, so. The three of us are in the band. And then there's two sisters, another brother and another sister. And they're all younger. They're, they go down they're like that. Like, they're all so younger. The, three, the oldest three. So Taylor and Zach, you guys are all mm-hmm. the three oldest. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I mean, the the we we didn't fight as much as my boys fight. I although although they you know they have their moment. They they get along for the most part. But boy, I mean, I tell you, it's like oil. It's I, I tease that they're like salad dressing. They're oil and vinegar. They're great when you shake them up, but yeah. you know they congeal when you shake them up. But otherwise, they're very divided, and you've got to kind of like you know. Yeah, I don't know, but um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's always a it's it's always a mixed bag with the boys. They're 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 they're. Uh, they're a feisty bunch. They they have a tendency to uh, accidentally break things. Uh, <laughs> oh, all the time. Are you kidding? I like I find things. I'm like they're shattered because there's footballs being thrown around or bodies being. Uh, I got body slammed actually. No joke. The other day, oh. we were in Tahoe and my son picked me up. He started slapping the middle one, so I started oh, pinching him and saying, "You better stop it. You better stop it. You're not. You know, leave my baby alone." Even though he's 16 and like giant. And I'm like, stop it. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. I'm talking about my son right now is 225 pounds. He is a giant. He's like 5'10", 220. Like he's, he is a, he's a beast with these shoulders. And so he starts, I start pinching him. He's like, get off me. And I'm like, leave my babies alone. He's like, no, he's a jerk. And so I start hitting him. He's 18 too, by the way, full okay. adult. And he kind of picks me up. He goes, that's it. And he picks me up. So I grab on as tight as I can. Cause he starts to walk towards the sofa. I know he's going to try to fling me on the sofa and it's okay. going to hurt. So I wrap my legs like around his ribs. I wrap my arms around his head and I'm holding on as tight as I can. Cause I'm like, if he tries yeah. to throw me, I'm not going anywhere. I'm like a spider monkey. I'm, <laughs> holding on. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. Well, he decides to body slam me. So he takes me and he goes like, goes down like this. His shoulder goes in my ribs. I like, I'm sh- pretty sure he broke, shattered my ribs at the moment. I think that I'm like, Oh my yeah. God, I can't breathe. And I'm like, I think that's also what CPR, like, I think he compressed my heart. And now my heart's restarting. Compressed. And all of a sudden, like, all, I want to vomit because, like, all this feeling is coming oh, no. up my face. And his friends were there and they're all standing there going, like, dude, what'd you just do to your mom? And I'm like, right. what is wrong with you? Oh my God. This is like, this like, pinching me. <laughs> sounds like things that happen in my house, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My, my son accidentally sent my daughter for staples in her head because they were oh. play wrestling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. did she mm-hmm. hit her head on something yeah the wi- so mm-hmm. in his playroom he's got a bed which they automatically use for all the wrestling the ring it's the ring it's the ring i mean you know so, bed they get up there i know, I know. same Trampoline. thing but so she he accidentally pushes her just an inch too far back and so she falls back into like the window frame right 
Oh. <laughs> oh, I bet he felt so bad. He felt though. horrible. Oh, my son, I couldn't get him to say. I'm like, he's like, no, you deserved it. He but was sure never heard of like, lie. Oh. But he is obsessed with professional wrestling, so that's yeah. a problem. And <laughs> well, now he knows. <laughs> he knows now. Well, no, I mean, when my boys play fight, you know, windows get accidentally broken by elbows or something to that effect, yeah. or or par- parts of the you know banister of the stairs get broken because people <laughs> fall down the stairs. That oh, last week, it was like you know, one of them threw something at the other, and then the and then he and then and then the, the brother that threw the stuff gets scared that the brother's going to come at him because he was, and he goes flying down the the hallway, takes the hard right turn down the stairs, loses the his legs come out from under him. He tries to grab the manager, snap, and then yeah, all the way down the stairs. I think he may have severely bruised the bone on his large toe. Oh. <laughs> well, this is when you say, this is why we can't have nice things. Exactly. Uh, that sounds pretty much exactly like what I said. Also, you know, that uh, sounds like a dump truck coming down the stairs too. Cause they're like full grown oh, humans I, at this point. No, I, I was, I was right there. I watched it all. I, the worst part was I feel, I feel bad that I didn't feel bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, dude, you, yeah. You made this bed for yourself. You I don't know. You the thing. He's like, well, I accidentally threw it. You poked the bear. Well, I don't Do you ever know. jump in? Do you ever get involved? Because I get involved, obviously. I, I, okay. So my sons are both, uh, both about six two. My oldest is over six two. The other one is just shy of six two. Wow. Um, I'm five eleven. My wife is five nine. So they're and and so you know they're they're bigger than me. Uh, and, and I stopped trying to get involved about six or so months ago because it just started to get, started to get problematic. Yeah. You like know? not sure if you could take him or not. Well, yeah. And also it was kind of one of those things where I was just like, you know, if this, if this could really get out of hand. Well, that's yeah. what happens with me. I still think I can wrestle them the way I used to when they were little. There was a point yeah. where I realized yeah. I could still pin my son, but I couldn't hold him down. Like I didn't have the endurance he had, like. I could like get him down once, but I couldn't hold him. So I had to stop like kind of being physical with him. But then every once in a while, I just have fun with it. But he takes it too far. He hurts me every time. And I'm like, dude. It's a teenage problem. They don't know how to control themselves. They don't know their own strength. They're just like little kids in these giant. Yeah, no, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I think we're going to have to change the name of this podcast to Dad and Mom Cast. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Our listeners are used to it. They don't know what they're going to do. call it sibling rivalry. Well, I will, I will say I, it, it makes me think about like what I'm really enjoying about being a dad of teenagers right now is the challenge that's going on because, um, because of my son, Monroe, who's the athlete, um, although they're both pretty athletic, but he's the, he's the dedicated football and baseball guy. You know, getting up in the morning and being challenged to have that discipline of doing that has been really, really cool. And then my other son, my oldest son, is actually a pretty fantastic guitar player. And 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 I like, wonder where he, he gets that from. Yeah, he he <laughs> plays he plays better than me. I'll, I'll I'll say that much. And um, and he's definitely taken on the kind of songwriting thing, and, and he, it comes very naturally to him. So there's a kind of a quality to which I'm kind of. I'm kind of at this point where I'm kind of being one upped by the boys and it's, uh-huh. it's good. It's good to put me in a place where I've got to, you know, be challenged to kind of well, but, so bring my A game a little bit. Right. You know, isn't that my a only hobby. Parenthood? 
Like you yeah, want them to like, here's everything I was. I poured it all into you and now you're this much more. Well, and that's what you got to remind them that you want them to like, cause my kids now, two of them snowboard and the other one skis, but he's a little timid about his skiing. But the other yeah. two are like shooting off, doing jumps. They just want, now I'm the, the only way I can be cool and hang with them is if I video it. Right. I've become the videographer for them and that's how I become cool. But they're always like, we're faster than you. We're better than you. Like, did you think I wanted to be the best? Like, yeah, I was like, everything I do. And like when they're like, we're taller than you. But did you think I wanted you to be five foot? Like, no, like I wanted you to be. T- that's not the goal. The goal was for you to be taller and better. And like, I'm like, what parents do is they teach you things so you cannot make the same mistake so you can get better and you can be better than us. Like we want you to have a better education. We want you to have a better career. We want you to, you know, we want you to oh, yeah. figure stuff out yeah. better, maybe a better marriage or a better, you know, want yeah. you to do things better than we did. We want to teach you where we failed. So you, mm-hmm. and they just don't understand that they think it's all a big competition. And I'm like, at least mine do. And I'm like, yeah. dude, it's not like, I want good for you. That's what I mm-hmm. want. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. boys just can't get it in their heads. That that's something that you might want. I well, think you're kind of doing that for the whole world right now though. I have really enjoyed like looking at your social media content because you've kind oh. of put out these like inspirational things, yeah. these kind of entrepreneurial things, yeah. just all together like encouraging little yeah. tips and moments. And I I love it. I think it's so oh, important thanks. and so cool. Is that something you're gonna explore more of? I, I I'm trying to. I mean, you know, it's 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 interesting because I spent <laughs> I spent most of my life really appreciating my privacy. Um, and I think I think the whole world is dealing with a form of teenage stardom that they don't realize they're experiencing. I think part of the anxiety that everyone is experiencing and and they're like, man, what's going on in the world? And it's it's because everybody is having a their 15 minutes of fame. I mean, to Andy Warhol was right in the future. Everyone will have 15 minutes of fame. Yeah, it's true. And that's well, what's happening. On TikTok. But everybody is not, but, but there are two things that are true. One, everyone psychologically is not capable of handling that kind of pressure. And also it's not really healthy. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't share everything you're doing. You shouldn't share like everything I'm doing with my wife. You know, like it's like, she doesn't want to know the details of the meeting and the thing and the whatever. I mean, like, you know, She's just glad that we sat down, had a glass of wine and enjoyed, you know, a movie or something like that and caught up on what's going on in in our world in that moment. You know, like it's 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 so I think I think that that's an interesting thing that's going on in the world. And so trying to find trying to find, shall we say, my voice in that space has been a little bit tricky for me because I am definitely a pretty, uh, pretty avid reader. Although I am severely dyslexic, and so I've used I use a combo of audiobook and and the real thing. So I'll literally like like I'm reading this one right now, which is great. Yeah, discipline and discipline is destiny by Ryan Holiday, which is a really really good book. It's filled with all kinds of very very helpful quotes and kind of ways to kind of look at the world. Um, he's he's a big fan of the Stoics. Uh, oh, which, yeah. uh, and so, and so, you know, so like ancient spiritual kind of perspective, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, is kind of, it, it kind of intersects very, very well, I think with kind of a more Eastern spirituality, whether it's Eastern Christian or whether it's, you know, Buddhist kind of headspace, there's a lot of kind of positive kind of symbiotic things going on there. Yeah. Um, 
And I've, I've found that book to be really, really great. I, for me, I, I think there's a lot of negativity in the world. And while I have lots and lots of opinions about lots and lots of things, there are very few of them that I feel like um, uh, are absolutely necessary to share with the world. Yeah. Um, because, you know, uh, for, for lack of a better, less crass way to say it, opinions are kind of like assholes. Everyone got one and they all stink. Yeah. yeah. So you got to be really careful. <laughs> you got to be really careful what you say out into the world. Um, and uh, so that's been a little bit of a challenge for me is kind of valuing my privacy and not wanting to overshare. But but I think that I, I think that there is my sons have taught me a lot. They have taught me the value of of discipline and daily actions, which, you know, I've there is a little bit of a curse with success, which is that th certain things get easier. Mm. And so you forget how hard it was or how, or how hard it could be, or maybe how lucky you've been. Um, and certainly I have never taken any of that, you know, lightly, but it does, it, it does remind you that, that there is, there, you're going to have to put in the 10,000 hours one way yes. or the other to get right. truly good at something. And sometimes you do it in, in the spotlight, which I think is certainly a challenging and hard way to do it. I mean, Melissa, you know about that. And, you know, you're trying to find your way in the world. You know, you start off as a teenager doing stuff, you know, then you're a young adult, then you're yeah. an adult. And I've never learned to cook, do my hair, dress myself, because those are things I walk to the set with wet hair and pajamas and someone dresses right. me, makes me pretty, and then tells me right. what to say. <laughs> right. Right. And then, and then you probably have at some point in your life, some kind of not necessarily identity crisis per se, but you do have a really intense self-examination phase. Oh, I've been trying to find my like lifelong hobby my whole life and I still can't find it. It's not pickleball. <laughs> it's not, it's not horseback riding. It's not guitar. I've like, it's not Italian. I've tried like all these things. It's definitely not cooking. I've tried that too many times, but like, I can't well, find my thing. So I you think have you found thing. You said that you enjoy reading and Melissa and I are both raising sons with dyslexia. So we can sure. appreciate what you're going through. There is a website. I don't know if you've ever tried reading books in dyslexia, like the font. The font. Um, so bookshare.com will, okay. you can access any book in their library in dyslexia. Really? And oh, it's that's really great. cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, my, my, uh, I've got two, I've got two kids who are definitely, Definitely on the dyslexic side of things. My my son Monroe, who's the who's the athlete, who again really loves information and loves psychology and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. but when it comes to reading, he is I, I he's he's lucky that he has me, Mister Cheat Sheet Dad, over here going like, here's the audiobook <laughs> and the real thing. Yeah, yeah. Read along. Hey, my so. high schooler is like bragging that he's probably going to make it through high school without actually reading a book. So <laughs> well, I mean, if you can oh, get to listen to the audiobook, yeah. what? Well, yeah, he found out his cousin did the same thing, so he wanted to do it. I was like, well, that is not the challenge that you no, rise to. That, no, this, we don't want that No, no, I agree. I agree. And this is the reason why I said to my son, no, 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 you have to have the physical book and you have to read along because here's why. You won't be able to improve the, the, the situation, the neurological kind of translation issue that you're having if you're not following along because mm -hmm. you won't. Because the primary issue with dyslexia is that is that that information is not adequately storing itself, mm -hmm. and so you need you know more repetitions uh, than you know shall we say your average person. 
Yeah. You know, just like I need way less repetitions to know, uh, to memorize lyrics and and melody of a song than someone else might, you know, uh, but where, whereas with reading and like, I, I mean, I will, I will forget basic words out of nowhere for no yeah. particular reason. I go, how do you spell that? It, it, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, no. It, it makes no sense. It makes literally no sense. And so even when I'm regularly writing stuff out, but what I found is that amongst other things too, cursive is really, really valuable um, for kids with dyslexia because it has, um, there's a particular thing about it, which is that because the words become symbols in a more, con in a more consistent, like congruent, like image. So yeah. the word, you know, drums is a connected symbol. The word, you know, guitar is a connected symbol and it helps with that tactile memorization. And because yeah. we're moving away from cursive, the reason why you're seeing more people, or at least as far as I can tell, the reason why you're seeing more people uh, with dyslexic tendencies or, or it's coming out more obviously is because of the uniformity of the text and the fact that we're reading so much printed material and not handwriting nearly as much. Oh, and so you're just, it's, so it's, it's, so it's getting diagnosed more clearly, but of course, part of it is maybe just that that it is not uh, that that particular issue is a lot more common than you might think. It just is more exaggerated yeah. in certain people. Right and now, so you see that. Like, yeah. Cursive learning how to drive stick. There's some things that these kids need to, <laughs> I mean, that's the best security you could ever have on your car is a stick shift. Nobody knows how to drive them these days, but. Well, it well, would also solve some of the, it would also solve some of the uh, texting while driving problems. It really yeah. would. It really would. One hand on the wheel, one hand on the stick. You don't have time for anything else. These two feet. I love it. I like that idea. Everyone's first car should be a stick, I think. But yeah. Uh, yeah. But we could talk all day. Oh my gosh! And like we know, we got to get back to work. I just yeah. You have to go. I know your brothers are hanging out there and with guitars. And yes, stuff. yes, yes, yes. So let's ask you our season ten questions. Um, is there a movie you feel you should have watched but you haven't yet? I just watched it. I, I just watched Casablanca. <gasps> yeah, I, had never, I had never watched it. And I had almost watched it a million times. Oh my God. It is the greatest movie. It's so it's good. Good. I think I watched it in my early 20s and I feel like that wasn't a good time to really. Oh. No, it wouldn't have been a good time. So it wouldn't have been a good time in your early 20s. No. Oh man, I, I loved that movie so much. I'll put that I, on my list because I'm, I'm leaving town for a few days so I get to watch I whatever I want. everything. I highly recommend it. It's totally worth it. Uh, you can see what's so interesting is you can see the cultural impact that it had, mm. you know, and what, and, 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 and it's just, it's just a really well made movie. And especially for its time, it was a very ambitious movie, clearly, because yeah. the way that they were doing it, was, you know, it, it's a really good one. It, yeah. it, there's a reason why it's a classic. There's a reason why people talk about it all the time. It's because yeah. it's really good. So. <laughs> um. Uh, what is a TV or name a TV villain you love to hate? Mm. TV villain I love to hate. Um, okay. Um, gosh, I, I'm, I'm out of. The, so the guy. Um, so Walking Dead. Okay. The guy with the baseball bat. I'm forgetting his name. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I don't know the show very well, but we need the oh. brain today. No, we don't have the brain on here. Usually oh, we have our, our uh, Amanda's earpiece, AKA husband. It's okay. The guy with the baseball bat, we got it. 
I see this is the problem. So I watched, I watched Walking Dead for like, like just I binged it, you know, yeah. like a few years ago and got all the way caught up. And then, uh, and, and then I've gone about he a says year and a half, two years without Negan? watching Negan. 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 Right. Thank you. Brain comes through. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Negan, Negan is that character that you're like, golly, you're gnarly. But yeah, you're, I really I don't want you like to go anywhere. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah, yeah. brutal. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so love to hate that guy. Um, what is your favorite book genre? Favorite book genre is definitely is definitely kind of in well, so I would say you would learn a lot about me if you saw my bookshelf because it's almost exclusively things like Discipline is Destiny by Ryan Holiday, uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear, which is another yeah. book that I highly recommend, um, or books like Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. Oh yeah, because oh, uh, yeah. that his because his autobiography has a really interesting pace to it. Um, cause it's kind of not just an autobiography. It's kind of more like a, more like a, uh, it's almost a self-help book of sorts because he, the way he kind of addresses his own life and his own career is a really, really interesting one. I love that. I read that. I read that when I was, uh, when uh, he came out on my 40th birthday or around my 40th birthday. And so I read that for, for my 40th birthday right there. Oh uh, yeah. Look at um, you. Look at you with all your books right in front of you. Oh yeah. And I got a lot more. I mean, so, so that's kind of my, my genre is either autobiographies or kind of psychological. And I do all that same stuff in the car audiobook, but when I'm reading, it has to be fiction. I can't do fiction as an audiobook because I won't pay attention for some reason. No, I, I agree with you. And I, I, I love, I mean, yeah. Oh, oh man. Or, or you get into the deep ones. Hang on one second. <laughs> this one is gnarly. Ordinary men. There is a documentary on Netflix now about this. This is about what happened in the Holocaust. This is, uh, this is police officers from Munich and it's, 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 it's dark. It's dark. It, it reminds you that you are capable of truly evil things. If you are, if you are manipulated adequately, mm. it reminds you of, of how there is unfortunately evil in every person's heart. And the question is whether or not you fall victim to it. It's a really, I think it's one of those books that you kind of need to read. Just, just remember that, 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 that while we all want to believe the best in ourselves, yeah. we are capable of, of, of horrible things if we're not, if we're not otherwise wise. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. Ordinary men. I'll check that out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you, of course, are a singer, performer, musician, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, but do you have a go-to karaoke song? Do I have a go to karaoke song? Probably uh, either um, either Ain't No Sunshine by Bill Withers, which is kind <laughs> of more chill. Yeah. Uh, or let's see. Uh, how about Two Princes by Spencer? Oh, that would be my mom's favorite. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> That is a great well, band. For some reason, she joined their fan club. I'll never. Every time I hear that song, I'm like, my mom joined their fan club because of this song. So weird, so random. Yeah. Um, is there a reboot that you liked better than the original? It can be a movie, TV show. Reboot that I, gosh, man. Um, if you say Sabrina, I'll smack you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. No, um, no, I, 
No, not really, because I'm I'm kind of a I'm kind of an old guy by by heart. I mean, like one of my favorite movies of all time is White Christmas, and and yeah. and many other movies from that era. I just I I love old school musicals. Uh, so I I don't I don't know I I I can't think of a well. Okay, so the Flash TV show is pretty good, oh, uh-huh. and I think it is probably better than the original. But, uh, yeah. Although I really liked the original in the '90s, or maybe it was late '80s. My son, just this weekend, we went through my 16, almost 16 year old wanted to go through the entire Batman. I mean, I even showed him some of the 1960s TV show, but he wanted to watch like we watched the original one with Michael Keaton. And we went through like almost all of them and he went got to Suicide Squad. Like he watched all weekend. He watched all the movies. Mm. um, I'm not sure which one's his favorite, but I'm going to have to find out. Uh, What was your first concert? Not that you performed that you went to. Okay. So, well, I don't know when this, I don't know when this was. Uh, so there are two and I don't know, I don't recall which actually, no, no, actually. Okay. Yeah. The very first one that I can think of is probably Beach Boys. Beach oh, Boys that's a great one. 19, it was probably 19, a, probably 91, something like that. Uh, that or maybe Kokomo later. era? It's Kokomo era. Yeah. It might've yeah. been like 1990. Um yeah. But I was probably about about ten years old, something like that. And they came through Oklahoma. You guys were in Oklahoma. Yeah, they came through Oklahoma and through Tulsa. They were again, you know, coming off of a huge hit with Kokomo. Um, and um, I we have a photo um, from that concert. There was a white limousine, and we thought it was so cool, so we took a picture. The three of us, my brother Zach, Taylor, and I, took a picture. Uh, by this white limo. We're like, oh, that's really cool. I've never seen a white limo before. Uh, and, and it was actually kind of fun because we did, um, we sang the song Barbara Ann um, on this Beach Boys tribute uh, television show that was done earlier. Uh, or was it last year, actually, I guess? Yeah, it was last year. It was last year. And that was really fun because we, we, we talked about that and got to show them the photo. And, oh, and, stuff like and, and of course, there are there are three brothers in, in the beach boys, the Wilson brothers. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was fun. Carl, Dennis, and of course, Brian. Nice. And a cousin and a cousin, Mike love. (laughs) Um, okay. What would you like your epitaph to say? Like on your gravestone? Oh, wow. I know we get a little dark, but a little little pause, a little pause. (laughs) Um, it's gonna be something deeply philosophical, right? No, nah, no, probably. He gave more than he took. Oh, he loved more. Uh, he loved others more than he loved himself. Oh, something there like you that. go. I like it. Very I'd sweet. rather be that. You know, it's so sweet. Guy. All right. Well, Amanda's got some this or that's for you. Just some quick fire questions. Okay, quick fire. Rose or Froze? Rose or Froze? Sorry, this is a little, bit of, a, it's a little bit of a feminine leaning, uh, this or that. <laughs> yeah. Or a good glass of cab. Is that, I'm is there. Is that like margarita? Red or white? Rose? <laughs> um, I don't know. I've never had a Froze before. My wife likes Rose, so I'm going to go with Rose because yeah. I've had enough Rose in my life. Rose is just frozen Rose. That's what, okay, that's what yeah. I figured it probably was. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Rose, not the Froze. All right. Uh, read the book or watch the movie. Mm. That's a hard one. 
It depends on the book and it depends on the movie. Um, but but I grew up in a house of movie watchers. Pretty uh, That was actually kind of the uh, dad bonding time was dad would rent a movie on a Friday night or Saturday, you know, and, and we'd watch a movie. So I'm going to go with movie. All right. Drive or be driven? Ooh. Well, my wife prefers to drive. So, uh, and and I like to talk. So we'll go with driven in that case. All right. Although I like now I know that Isaac is a passenger princess. <laughs> I am, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My, you know. I am too. It's okay. My wife, my wife goes, my wife goes, listen, I drive better than you. Okay. <laughs> I drive better than my husband. I think he I drive better than my husband. But it's the but... truth. I think it's a chattiness. She just gets nervous because I always look over at her. <laughs> She's like, keep your eye on the road. <laughs> I'm like, what? You're really cute. I have to like, you know, keep catching pictures. Aww, that's so sweet. Um, well, I'm sorry. Wrestling theme songs keep going off in the background. I thought his iPad was off, but it's, it's not. <laughs> um, I'm barely hearing it. So it's fine. Okay, good. <laughs> it's like, I, I couldn't tell you which wrestler, but it's a wrestler theme song. Oh my God. Um, brunch or happy hour? Oh, wow. Mm, I kind of like brunch. <laughs> kind of a brunch kind of guy. Me too. Now, I've, got, I've had a lot of really great brunch dates with my wife. So that's, that's going to, we're going to go with brunch. Yeah. There you go. So fun. Uh, Spotify or Apple Music? Apple Music in my case. All right. Well, oh my gosh. Thank you for being like, so, you know, you're the, like you're the heartthrob you're it's valentine's day my last name's heart you have so many songs that have the word heart in the title mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it seems like so many of your songs are like about love so you were like the perfect guest today thank you very much and thank you for being here and i hope we um we got to put you in a christmas movie or a valentine's day movie or yes something. Hey. and we got to get all three of you in studio when you come back to nashville Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, we are likely to be back in Nashville later on in the year. So I will I will make sure that the boys are are aware and we'll we'll uh, get in the studio. That'd be fun. Yeah. Good. Do you I'll have any do you, not making a movie? Do you do you have any um do you have any like anything you want to announce here or anything yeah. coming out anything you want to tours or 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 yeah. albums or well, we haven't announced it yet, but we we're working on some stuff for later in the year as far as touring is concerned. So there we're we're kind of pining for that announcement that will so so there will definitely be some stuff coming on later in the year but right now we do we do have a bunch of stuff we're doing a lot of online streaming stuff and for our hanson.net members uh, we do month we do multiple streams a year where we do concerts and we also have a thing our anniversary we celebrate it every year in may the band anniversary and so there's a big weekend gathering in our hometown in tulsa where oh cool and and uh, and the and and the thing that we, the thing that that's all connected to is if you're a Hanson.net member, you get, you get free music as a part of your membership. Um, so, well, I guess it's not technically free because you got to be a member, but, but as a part, every year you get, you get music and there's a whole lot of stuff in there uh, over, I would say it's something like 75 songs that have never been released anywhere else. Wow. And, wow. and a couple of years ago, we released a collection called Perennial, which has, a few um, a few of the songs from those EPs because we wanted to kind of tell the world, hey, this is kind of what exists behind, you know, behind the walled garden, shall we say. Yeah. 
And so there's a thing called Perennial, which has a bunch of songs from it. So if you have an idea of, oh, should I become a member or should I be interested in what Hanson is up to? Perennial is a great example of that, but also our last record, Red Green Blue, is also a good example of where we're at these days. So go to Hanson.net. Hanson.net right. is the website or, or follow us Hanson on all the social media. So I have to tell you, one of my friends was inspired by you guys um, to be a musician. Um, she's on Instagram as I am Canyon, but she, uh, she, she was our very first babysitter when she was like in her early, early twenties. And now she's a mom in her thirties and she's like um, in the music scene now. And, and she's just, and she was so inspired by you guys and, um, I just, I just had to say that because I just wanted you to just say hi, Canyon, if you would. <laughs> I've never... Hi, Canyon. Hi, Canyon. How are you? <laughs> I've never asked anyone to do that before, but I was like, I have to. Like, Canyon just so obsessed with you guys, so I had to do it. But thank you so much for being here. Happy Valentine's Day! I hope thank you have you. a wonderful day with your wife and your daughter and your boys, and I hope to see you soon. All right, good to talk to you guys. Thanks. Woman at Ben